Welcome to James Miller Lifeology, where you learn to simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. My name is James Miller. I'm a licensed psychotherapist and a composer. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Let's get started. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to this show. When you're done listening, I hope you take a minute and write a quick review on whichever radio or podcast platform you've heard this show. Your insights will help others to be inspired and encouraged. I have a great show for you today. I'm going to help you manage your personal time. I'll also be interviewing Phil Newton, who helps the overworked, underpaid person find their specific niche and helps them discover how to work smarter, not harder. For more information about Phil, please visit unhustled.com. I have some exciting news. Did you know that I'm on the radio three times a week? You may hear me on the same station on Tuesdays at 1.30 p.m., Fridays at 9.30 a.m., and Saturday at 12.30 p.m. You may also hear me anytime on iHeartRadio, as well as on all the other major podcasting platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and many others. Simply search for the show name, James Miller Lifeology, or simply go to jamesmillerlifeology.com. Are you struggling to find your purpose? Has mediocrity set in and you can't imagine doing the same thing for the rest of your life? Are your relationships struggling or you aren't sure how to make long-lasting changes? Then contact me, James Miller. I will help you recognize the areas in your life that are going really well and then we will look at the areas in which you're struggling. We will create actionable solutions to help you create long-lasting changes. You don't have to do this alone. Go to my website, jamesmillerlifeology.com and click on the page, Work with James. Fill out that form and it will be sent directly to me. Don't let another day go by without finding your way. Your change can start today. Once again, go to jamesmillerlifeology.com and click on the page, Work with James. Fill out that form to get started today. Managing your time. We've all heard of how we can be more efficient and effective with our time by many experts. But what I really wanted to focus on today was just simply learning how to do that in your personal life. I remember when I was younger, I loved to read. And one time I was reading this book and it took forever for me to read. Every time I'd pick it up, it felt like a chore. And I was reading and reading. And finally, I asked myself, James, why are you reading this? And it never (laughs) dawned on me that I did not have to finish this book. (laughs) I know it sounds silly, but it was a huge epiphany for me. And that really started to shape how I spend my time. And everything you do, It's important to realize if you are putting your friend's needs or coworkers' needs above your own needs, unfortunately, that may be disproportionate or that may be unbalanced. And what I mean by that is this. Of course, we always want to help people and be benevolent and do what we can to encourage and support our friends. But if you're asked to do something and the thought of doing it invokes a feeling of dread, more than likely, it's probably not something that you should do. Because remember, everything we do, we want to enjoy it. Now, it doesn't mean that everything in our life is going to go 100% well, but if we have the choice to do something, it's important for you, just like me when I discovered I didn't have to read that book, you get to determine if you're going to do something or not. I recently had a situation where there was a, a holiday here, and a whole bunch of us were going to go out and enjoy the holiday. But unfortunately, many things happened, and what was supposed to happen at one time didn't actually happen for another four hours. And I'm the type of person that I'm very organized. And so if something changes, I will then default to what I want to do that makes me happy. So four hours later, I get messages, James, come on out. But I was enjoying my evening, sitting on my patio with my dog, reading a book and a glass of wine, overlooking the ocean. 
That was very peaceful for me. So the thought of me getting ready, going out in the town where I may or may not enjoy it, I decided to decline that. And the reason why I'm telling you that is this, and everything we're doing, if we're feeling a certain level of enjoyment or contentment, why stop that to try and seek something that we may not be able to recreate that emotion we're experiencing? Now, there's a difference if you've made a commitment, I get that. But in everything you do, when you plan, you want to be more mindful about it. If somebody asks you to do something and once again, you feel dread or you don't want to do it or you feel obligated to do it, it's really important for you to reconsider should you do it or not. And one of the ways to do that is if you're asked to do something is just simply say, thank you for inviting me. Let me get back with you about that. Or let me check my calendar or I'll let you know later on in the week. Those types of buffer statements give you time to really say, is this something I want to do or not? Because remember, if you don't feel good about it in the moment, more than likely it's your gut or your instinct saying, this is not something I really want to invest my time in. So I really want to give you permission that it's okay to tell your friends, to tell your coworkers, to tell sometimes even your family members, I don't want to do that. Because once you're able to do that more often, you're going to realize that you have so much more free time to truly enjoy the things that matter to you. Because you get to enjoy the things that you want to do, not the obligations that other people put on you. So today, think about that. If you've been asked to do something you don't want to do, if it's possible to get out of it, then get out of it. But the reality is you don't have to do something you don't want to do because your time and your emotions are yours. I wanted to take just a quick moment to thank you all who continually support and listen to James Miller Lifeology. I have been so blessed and honored by your continual support. However, I want to make sure that you don't miss out on anything exciting that's happening over here. So go to jamesmillerlifeology.com or lifeology.tv and sign up for the free weekly recap. Each week, I will send you an email which has all the latest radio episodes, YouTube episodes, magazine articles, and self-help products specifically for you. Once again, go to jamesmillerlifeology.com or lifeology.tv and sign up for the free weekly recap. My guest today is Phil Newton, who takes the overworked, underpaid person and helps them to move to a stage of being unhustled. Phil works with clients to free up their time, focus their offer, find their most fabulous clients and facilitate a world-class experience. In essence, he helps people earn more while working less. Welcome to my show, Phil. James, fabulous to be here. Thanks for having me. Yes, from where are you calling today? I'm from the UK, if you can't tell from my slight accent. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit of an accent there. <laughs> everyone, everyone can kind of usually recognize it because it's, that, it's, it's Liverpool in the UK. So there's that Beatles thing theme yes. going on there. So everyone says it's like on the tip of your tongue with the, with the kind of recognizing it, but not recognizing it. So I can't wait to talk about this. So you help people essentially work smarter, not harder. Now for you, that wasn't always the case though. Give us a little bit of your origin story of how you kind of had this epiphany of, oh my gosh, I'm working too much. Well, to be fair, I mean, we could jump in at various places, but um, I could give you the, I could give you the sub story version if you want that one. Um, essentially, like most people, I was brought up thinking that if you, do, or, or being taught that if you work hard, um, mm -hmm. and usually that's associated with long hours, that, that's usually what yeah. people interpret it, interpret it as. If you work hard and you just concentrate on, you know, one or two things, you'll get good at them and you'll see some measure of success. Whatever, however you mm -hmm. measure success, you will get it. And that's the, that's the, the story that we're, we're sold from a very, very early mm -hmm. age. And like most sure. people, I bought into that. So yeah. what eventually happened was, you know, the, the backstory beyond that is that I was on and off ill for many years, didn't know what it was, but that came to a pinnacle in my early twenties where I was eventually diagnosed after a very serious flare up of Crohn's disease. So oh that, gosh. that put wow. me in hospital and the, 
you know, you, you realize something's got to change. You know, I had a lot of thinking time. Mm. I had a priest stand over me and offer me the last rites. It was, oh my gosh, you know, it was that severe. Oh my it goodness. It was, yeah, I, I didn't, re- I didn't really appreciate how severe it was until the priest came in. <laughs> it was a yeah, knock on the I have more work to do. I can't, I can't be here. Yeah, I gotta go. I, I, yeah, I mean, I had nothing else to do. I mean, yeah, yeah come right in. <laughs> no, to be fair, it was, that was actually quite the pivotal moment for me. The, the mm-hmm. mindset shift of, do I want to do what I've always done? type of experience or sure. have I got to find a better way? And I was mm-hmm. probably like most people, uh, you know, wanting something better, not really sure what it was, but I knew that I had to do it myself and that I was only responsible for myself and my own actions. And that kind of, you know, severity of having the priest come in, that was really the the, the moment when I said, okay, well, it's better to have tried and failed than to have never tried mm-hmm. at all. And that, that exactly. weird way was the, the thing that kept going through my mind because up to that point, again, probably like most people, you try and get the job and work the long hard and do the career ladder thing. And I thought, well, mm-hmm. why don't I just skip the career ladder and jump straight to the top of my own ladder and, and do it that way? Exactly. And that's a great thing about, I think many people when they have that epiphany is if, if they're feeling like they're not being fulfilled, perhaps in the current job, that's often where the entrepreneurial spirit will be birthed because mm, they're like, oh my gosh, something has to change. And I, you know, I, I'm sorry that was that pivotal for you to, to recognize that. But I do think that's something that everybody should realize that, you know, for one, if we always ask the question, there's gotta be more to life. Right? I can't imagine doing doing the same thing I'm doing over and over again, that's really a form of mediocrity. And so I yeah. think when anybody can ask that question from the most dire time to be on the, on the deathbed to just that simple question on a daily basis, that really means that there's something greater. And if they're not able to find that in their current position, maybe that's the entrepreneurial spirit attempting to be birthed. Absolutely. I mean, I think thinking back on it, because I appreciate not everyone's going to have such a mm-hmm. severe life-changing moment. Yeah. But yeah. looking back on it, to try and recognize perhaps the signs in your own life, I always, I I was always looking for something. I didn't know what I was looking for, but I was looking for something. And you have that kind of curiosity to kind of, you know, you know, pull back uh, curtains and turn over stones and whatever it is that you're looking for, there's that something uh, of wanting more. And that's what I was looking for. And I'd always wanted to start my own business and I'd already kind of done things on and off over the years anyway, but it was just that, that was the, I've got to go all mm-hmm. in and just to kind of put the cherry on top of a really bad a really bad cake <laughs> a really bad party. my then employer actually came in you know as i was near to being released and getting uh, on the road to recovery he came in and said you know with papers and said um here's your uh, here's a paycheck um i oh, want here's your um your p45 here in the uk i don't know what the equivalent is locally but it's basically fired me on my, oh my, on my deathbed. <laughs> are you like, serious that's really said, cool when you get better there i've never forget this word when you get better, there is no job for you. So it was like back to, it's wow. like, I couldn't even quit because I couldn't go back to work anyway. Cause uh, the, the condition <sighs> I had, I was housebound for a few years afterwards anyway. So I couldn't work even if I wanted, but I didn't even get the opportunity to quit. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I mean, I, well, I mean, I, obviously not this about this person, but I mean, that's, that's quite, it was quite, quite, it was quite, it oh, quite extreme. Yeah. But I think quite we've all cold, been fired, yeah. but that was the most dramatic one. <laughs> yes. Oh my <laughs> God. I'm so fired, sorry. You might as well do it in style. Exactly. That's a memorable moment. Yeah. I mean, that was the, yeah, that was the moments. Um, but that was when it was the, the internet really mm-hmm. to save it. But in my case, tiredness, fatigue, uh, the, the really quick version is that the Crohn's disease, because of my 
personal situation, while it's thankfully mild now that of, you know, many years later of mm-hmm. you know, full recovery, I've got scarring in my intestine, which gives me permanent mild right. symptoms, you know, tiredness, fatigue, nausea, and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. So that's part of the symptoms that I have on a daily basis. So that means that I can't do the traditional, even just the nine to five, I can't do the grind. I can't do the hustle. And that's where the kind of the unhustled comes from. How can I get the most out of what I'm doing with the least amount of time? And that really is the, the philosophy that kind of took me down the pathway of how I do my business. It's because I can't do, even if I wanted to work 15 hours a day, mm-hmm. so many people, it, it's only wrong. Some people really enjoy doing the 15, you know, call them workaholics if you want. But I, I want more than that. I don't want to be sat in front of sure. the future all day. I don't want to be. What's your quality of life? You want something greater than that. Sure. I mean, some people might call that balance, work-life balance. I'm not sure that that exists in the literal sense, but you've got mm-hmm. to have somewhere to exit from, somewhere to go to and enjoy life, whatever, however you want to enjoy life. I, I like reading. I like going for coffees, long walks, spending time outside because I know what being a prisoner in my own house looks like. Yes. It's yes. pleasant. So that- well, that's one of the stories, you know, specifically how Lifeology was birthed was I had a really successful practice in the Washington DC area. And I was like, okay, I've, I'm at the pinnacle of my career. Um, I'm really bored, not bored than doing it, but there's gotta be something more. Yeah. So here I am. I currently am talking to you overlooking the ocean, um, and Palm beach and I love it. And I just literally got done back from being at the gym. I ran back real fast and I'm on the radio show with you. So I'm the same way. I'm able to set my agenda and my life depending on the quality of life that I'm looking for. So the people listening as well. Phil and I are no different. You can do the same exact thing. It's going to come with, with um, perhaps working with Phil or helping just kind of narrowing it down to what makes sense for you and really looking at what are, what's the quality of life you're looking for and creating different metrics because sometimes people get too myopic or in other words, too focused on it's finances, 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 which is huge. Don't get me wrong. But we also forget that ability to set your own agenda, that ability to take a vacation when you want to take it, to not have to be at a, uh, perhaps at a at a job from, from nine to five, you know, so it's, there's many ways in which to do that, but you really have to figure out what makes sense for you. And like you said, initially kind of go against what maybe society or cultures always said that you have to work for someone else or do a nine to five. I mean, there's more, I mean, when people talk about wealth, I mean, what is, well, I don't mean mm-hmm. like, you, you raise an interesting point. It's not just about the finances. I've got mm-hmm. a wealth of freedom. I can literally exactly. do whatever I want within reason, yeah. as long as it don't hurt anyone and do the, the usual know, right? stuff. You know <laughs> healthy, what I'm saying? We're going to accept I'm not going to suggest weird stuff, <laughs> but you know, I, I can. Like I like today's a great example for me. I wasn't feeling great. I, I was actually feeling horrible. I, the start of my day was awful, and I've not felt that way mm. for a while. And I had the the choice and the luxury of being able to go. You know what? I think I'll just cancel everything this morning because I've got that choice. I get to dictate yeah. that. And mm. you can. I mean, whether you're working for someone or you're doing it for yourself, you get to choose that. And I think that's something that most people forget about. We are a hundred percent responsible for the things that we get to choose in life. You yes. have to work a fifteen-hour day. If someone else is suggesting or demanding that you do that, if you're working for someone, then to be fair, you don't have to do it. You know, you can make a conscious choice. And I think everyone should should have that realization that you get to choose what you want to do. And if you don't like doing something, you can literally stop. And saying no is a really healthy thing to do oh um, gosh, in any yes. situation. And, you know, that's one of the first things that I, I often tell people um, is just start saying no. You've got to be selfish. For, you know, it's a, a perhaps an extreme way of describing it, but you've got to be a little bit selfish and just start saying no to those things that 
do I really want to be doing this? Well, just because you can do it doesn't mean you should do it. Exactly. I mean, it's a great, a great illustration. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, because I think having more free time is fabulous. And again, if you imagine a piece of paper, for example, put it landscape, we're going to draw two lines down it. So we end up with three columns. And, and this is the process that I follow. To, and, and I continue to do this until eventually I went from the one extreme of doing all the hours as available to me to doing, you know, anywhere from 60 to 90 minutes a day. That, that's kind of like my work day. Perfect. And this process is what got me there with work. But you can also apply it in any part of your life as well. And write a list of all the things that you love. Really simple. What's the, you know, from a work point of view, all the things that get you up in the morning, the reason why you started business or, or do the thing that you do, the thing that you're passionate about, you do that. That's all the, the love column, you know, everything that you're passionate about. And in the middle column, you might be writing the things that I've got to do them, but they don't really set me on fire. But they're kind of pivotal to mm-hmm. doing, facilitating the things that you love in the first place. And then that last column is the, the all the things that you're doing that you hate doing. But, <laughs> that's going to be a long list. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a big list kidding. for most people. But it, it, but it, it's also not productive. Are they contributing mm. to happy, happiness even? Do they make yeah. you happy? No. Why are you doing them? Are they contributing to the business? Do you have to be tweeting 500 times a day? There's certain hustle and grind type um, yes. uh, uh, business leaders that really focus on hustle, grind, and tweet 10,000 times a day. It, you know, if you enjoy doing that, then it's not going to be in the hate column. Yeah, you know, exactly. If you love doing exactly. it, I'm not saying don't do it, but just just separate those things out. There's a good chance then that you can just draw a line through all the things that you hate and stop doing them. Because when I did mm-hmm. that, I felt such a relief of all the things that wow. I, I was supposed to be doing. And you catch yourself doing it because you go through cycles of doing another thing and adding more to the workday, the workload. And I find myself going back into the, you know, more hours cycle, which I'm always trying to reduce. And it was, I I was tweeting, I was YouTubing, I was Facebooking and doing all the things that people are suggesting that you do Mm -hmm. to generate new business and put content out and do this and do that. I just drew a line through them. And what happened was (laughs) the business carried on growing. (laughs) What a surprise. Wait, wait a minute. Yeah, what a surprise. <laughs> That's you know, but it's just a practical illustration, but you can do that with your life. I mean, another practical yeah. way of thinking about it is should you be doing minimum wage activities if they're not mm-hmm. contributing to the business? Because all it's doing is taking up time. So if you can just draw exactly. a line through them, then at its most basic, if we've got an even division of time, if we're doing, God forbid, a 60-hour work week, you're doing 20 hours on things you love, 20 hours to things that you've got to do but would rather not be doing, and 20 hours on the things that you hate. The reality Mm -hmm. is you're probably spending twice as much time doing the things that you hate because you hate them. But just to keep it simple, if you cut the things that you hate out out of your life, people, things, items. Again, it sounds really harsh when you say it that way, but you've got to put yourself and your happiness first, Mm -hmm. free up your time, because then that means that you can focus on those things that you love more, uh, both in life and business. And then you can start working on reducing the things that, hey, I've got to do, I've got to do the accounting, I've got to do the bookkeeping, but maybe I hire an intern or get an intern in or get an accounting student and show them how I want it done. And then you can free up that task and you can get this little standard operating procedure for the things that you're doing that you need to free yourself up from. And then uh, th- this takes some time as you can probably gather. I'm trying to give you the cliff notes version. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But I love what you end up great. with a couple of weeks, a couple of months down the line, you've got rid of things that you hate. You've got standard operating procedures for the things that you've got to do that are necessary for the business. And mm-hmm. you can start to hand those over one at a time to an intern, a hired employee, a part-time employee. There's people all around the world that will do part-time jobs 
you can get someone who's more skilled at you than doing it. And then that's going to... Yeah, exactly. And who may enjoy it too. (laughs) Yeah, but that's going to free you up to just focus on the things that you love and you can do more of that or suddenly you've got probably 40 hours in your week free and you've now down to a 20-hour work week. Suddenly, that seemed like a great life in my book. Yeah, well, it's just the whole concept of just working smarter, not harder. I know I said that earlier, but it's it's true. I mean, you, you... it, one of the things I like to do as well is I look at all the different things that I'm doing and I will say, okay, well, this is technically perhaps what my, my quote hourly rate is here or what the service, what I, the service that I provide. And then what I'll do is I will add all those things up together and I'll average out whatever that may be, which comes to what I call an effective rate. I'm effectively my hourly rate, if you want to think of it that way. And if I'm looking at these things, I'm like, wait a minute, I just if I'm not quote getting paid for that, I just Why paid myself that and I just lost that money. Yeah. <laughs> so how do I rethink that? So everything I do, it's generating money. And that goes back with my time as well. Mm. You know, all those different types of things. If I'm quote wasting time, like, like you said, the things that I don't like to do, well, I'm really just potentially lost that quote effectively effective hourly rate when I could have perhaps regenerated that or, or, or generated that or just do something that I enjoy, which is my reward to myself yeah. so that I don't have to worry about those other things. I love the fact that, yeah, you can hire these people or even an intern. In fact, I'm looking, quote, I'm looking for an intern right now, people. So if anyone listening right now, you're going to reach out to me. You know, dial the yeah, phone, exactly. To do all the things that I don't want to do. So that's great. Well, I mean, that's great. that task that you hate doing, that's somebody else's, that's in somebody else's love column. That's exactly. the weird thing about it. You know, it, just because yeah. you don't like it doesn't mean no one else doesn't love mm-hmm. it. <laughs> so yeah, I know. I know. It's just so funny. But it's just, but, but we just, I think, yeah. I mean, if you just free up those things, I mean, I've got to admit, is this going to make me happy? That mm-hmm. might be another way of perhaps viewing it. I mean, just just tweeting 20 times a day, 50 times a day, does that make me happy? No. Well, why are you doing yeah. it? All right. It might yeah. help with the business in some way or, or like mm-hmm. whatever, but just stop doing it. And I think if you put happiness first, is it going to contribute to the thing that you're doing in business or in life? I, you know, just do the things that really inspire you and love you. And this is what we said earlier, isn't it, James? You know, do the things that you enjoy doing, that you love doing. And mm-hmm. we get to choose all of those things yeah. um, freely. We don't have to do the things that we don't want to do, but for whatever reason, mm-hmm. we get tied into doing them. We just have a couple of minutes, but how did you get to the point of only working just for one hour? I mean, I, you said all these different things that you're doing, but how did you literally get down to one, uh, 60 minutes, 90 minutes um, a day? How did you do that? It was that, it might, I appreciate not everyone might be able to do that. Most mm-hmm. of what I do is digital. So the primary business that I have is in financial trading, first of all. Um, mm-hmm. Secondary to that is to teach people how I do that, which is where the Unhustled uh, brand uh, comes from. It. But essentially, I do courses, newsletters, financial trading. So it's, you know, just following my own advice. I literally did mm-hmm. that, you know, from the, awesome. uh, the coaching and consulting side. It was how do I, I, I had very very large success very quickly. I had hundreds of customers making demands on my time. So it was, how can I free up my time? I, you know, I followed this mm-hmm. process. So part of what I did was, okay, well, how can I get rid of the people who are taking up all my time? They're, you know, from that perspective, they were less desirable clients because they were very time intensive to do the same mm-hmm. thing. And how can I find more of the people who get what I'm trying to do and trying to teach them? And how can I attract more of those? So it, for me, it wasn't necessarily a case of, I suppose niching down might be an example of this, you know, mm-hmm. really yeah. fine tune who you want to work with and then mm-hmm. fine tune exactly what you're going to do. Really get 
more specific with what you're doing so that we come not just a specialist, but a specialist inside a speciality that's also inside speciality. You really get exactly. laser focused. Then, But if you can't figure that out because not everyone's sure about how they go about that, the route that I took to get there was who do I not want to work with? What don't I want to do? I like that. Get rid of the things that I hate doing. And this is what I was talking about earlier. It was what, what's going to make me happy? Is this thing that I'm doing making me happy? No, we'll stop doing it. You know, are these customers- You're right. It's just as simple as that. <laughs> it, it literally was. And when I made that decision, the the, the, pr- the pressure just came off, off my shoulders, you know, that metaphorical pressure that we all experience from time to time. Mm-hmm. It just lifted. So, well, I don't like working with these customers. So I stopped working with them. But, I, you know, I, I think it's also worth saying, don't be, don't be a jerk about it. Find yeah. them somewhere else. <laughs> Find, <laughs> yes. Because those, those people that you don't want to work with, they're someone else's grade one, perfect, ideal client. I would crawl over yeah. broken glass to work with them. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, if you can find... You say, hey, look, it's not working out and go and find them somewhere else to work with. And that was the, it was the, taking my own advice. That was how I went from the the kind of the nine to five and struggling to do it because of the, the health reasons. And then it's a free up the time, free up the time. And I just kept whittling it down, whittling it down. What is the one thing that is really driving the business from a lead generation point of view? And what's the one thing that really driving the core of my business? So for me, it was getting um, and producing a subscription-based model that allows me to generate, you know, sell it once and get paid several months later. And I've got clients that have been with me for years who who keep getting the thing. So that's part of that business model. You know, and you can apply that to pretty much most businesses. There's usually some subscription mm-hmm. type of elements that you, we can find in most businesses because that creates cash flow. When you've got cash flow, then you can start to hire people in to do the things, the expert things even, that frees up yes. more and more of your time. So, you know, in, in my case, I didn't really need to hire and I just kept doing that process because I, I wanted more free time, more free time, more free time. And because I got that free time, I was then able to essentially go and care for parents for the last five years of their life. Oh, that's amazing. And, that's great. You know, a, a, a big step that in the motivation behind getting people their free time is because I would, if I could wish something for everyone, it would be just to spend time with the loved ones because I had five mm, yeah. wonderful years uh, in my parents before they both passed away, they passed away very close together, but I was able to, to go and care for them. And it wasn't a chore. It was something that I wanted to do. Uh, I had the time and the means to go and do it. And yeah, that was an absolute treasure to be, to have the luxury of being able to do that. Um, and if I could wish that on someone so that they could free their time and have that experience that I had. But if you could fast track someone to free up their time, really focus on the, the, the business that's putting you know, money in the coffers and generate consistent revenues, then you've got the time to spend doing the things that you love doing. Well, Phil Noon, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on my show today. If my, if my listeners want to find out more information about you, work with you and just really follow you on social media, where would they find this information online? Well, they can, uh, I've prepared a special page for them there, James. We can go to oh, wow. unhustled.com. And if they want to contact me then, but, you know, by all means, I'm up pretty open person and um, you know they can co- use the contact button there or they can send me a, an email if they want at phil at unhustled.com if they'd like to communicate directly excellent well phil thank you so much for your wisdom i really appreciated having you being a guest on my show today well thanks for letting me talk for so long <laughs> i love it thanks so much <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure james thanks very much i also want to thank you my listener for tuning in today please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today also please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap 
watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, and purchase my previous guests' self-help products. If you'd like to work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.